This episode of Masters of the Cinematic Universe is brought to you by Mo DeWitt and DeWitt Law Firm. Maybe you get in an accident chasing down a homicidal liquid metal machine from the future, or a time-traveling car sends you skidding into a truck full of manure. Perhaps a homicidal child cracks your skull open with a paint can this holiday season. Mo understands that every case is unique. If you're injured on the go, just call Mo. Welcome to Masters of the Cinematic Universe. My name's Joe, and I'm here with my, you know, perfectly genetic co-hosts, Doug and Eric, in every single way. Many would um, argue. Yeah, I mean, look at the hair. What can I say? Like, oh, that's true. I, mean. I, did, I didn't get that. I must have been in the back of the Buick Riviera. I used to drive around in high school. I have, I have a luxurious head of hair. It is true. I was so focused on checking the big dick box that I forgot about hair and, you know, it's... Wow. (laughs) And, uh, I I got, you know, like, um, have you watched the new What We Do in the Shadows? Yes. So you know how, like, the the gin is there and, like, he's trying to make his wishes? So when I wished for a big dick and did my 50-point checklist in the contract... (laughs) Wasn't that great? (laughs) Yep. So what happened was it just made me a giant dick. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. yep. So you mean uh, nothing happened? Exactly. Except okay. for my personality got better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Nice. That episode was hilarious. I, I fucking died when, so when he, he goes, uh, he, the part about every time he has sex, he thinks about Guillermo. Yes. <laughs> we forgot about that one. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, wait, wait. One, two, three. There's four of us here today. There's four of us. Who's here with us? Four Musketeers. Yeah. A repeat yes. guest. We have a repeat offender. Guest. Yeah. I know that From voice. A- that, that voice sounds a lot like Mr. Mark Langston, who joined us last time on the Matrix episode. I'm glad you came for a good movie this time. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> out, out of the gate. Out of the oh, you gate. knew it was coming. Come on, Mark. Oh, you knew it was coming. You know, just, I think, that, I think that's partially that why. For a week. I think I partially why I gave Matrix a five just just for that, <laughs> just because I knew you were going to give that movie shit. So I'm like, you know, know what? I'm going to go five. Screw this guy. I'm going five. I know. <laughs> well, like this is science fiction, and that's just fictional science. <laughs> well, that's not inaccurate. Oh, yeah, that's not inaccurate. But there's nothing wrong with that. But right. I, Mark, I support your stance of, of rating higher despite Joe. Anytime yeah. you're willing to do that, I think it's a good move. Oh, I'm with you on that too. I don't fucking care. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So, as always, we'll start the show with what's new with everybody. And we'll start with our guest, Mark. What is new with you, my friend, since the last time we talked? Uh, uh, I have um, pretty much just been working my tail off. I've been, I have been also working my tail off for work and working some weight off. Uh, in the last uh, three months, I've lost about 20 pounds. Nice. Nice, man. Very good. Yeah. Very nice. Very nice. Hey, I'm not far behind that. Okay, you guys are looking impressive, dude. Me too. I'm in like the 15 pound range, but Mark, that's very impressive. Good for you, man. I have lost 27 pounds in the last month and a half. 
Jeez. Wow, you must have taken a couple of massive shits. <laughs> no, um, I thought about this the other day. I was like, how am I losing so much weight? Um, ever since the price of gas went like sky high, <laughs> I haven't been eating lunch out every single day. Like, oh, I go. used to go. I used to go out every yeah. day to lunch, and now I just don't eat lunch at all. So, and I also pretty much quit drinking soda except for. Every once in a while, these like nitro Pepsis because I cannot get enough of them. They're fucking good. yeah. Well, yeah, that works, I mean, dude. Eric, how much have you lost? No, I'm just getting fatter, buddy. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> He's finding it more cushion for the pushing. Yeah, yeah. I I do need to get back on track, man. Because you know you you start to like you catch yourself in the mirror sometimes. You're like, oh, did I always look like that? Like, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. So yeah. Well, it's, hey, it's, we we talked about it last night about you know starting to feel the oldness. Yeah, getting oh, yeah. that weight off will help some of that stuff. It's it really, me. really will. Yeah, it does. It's helped yeah. me. You know? I was like shocked. I went to Publix and thought their scale was broken at first, because <laughs> like, <laughs> like I've been a solid like two fifty five to two sixty forever, and right. I was like in the two twenties. I was like, what is going on here? This is wrong. Nice. That's great, That's good Joe. stuff, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna join you guys soon. I'm gonna get back on my on my bullshit. But um, what's new with me is we have a new ad, guys. Yeah, no one, no one's heard it yet except for me. I'm gonna play it for you right now. You ready? Yeah. Visit Patreon.com/slash/MOTCU to support the show. You cheapskate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. I like that. Is that your kid? That's my kid. That's my oldest daughter, Natalie. She wanted to contribute. <laughs> oh, that is awesome. so. That great. is adorable. And Way the music, the music was a vibe too. I was like, "Oh wait, yeah. I do like that." I was like, "Laughing at that." Yeah. And good. nothing sells like children, like you know, child slavery. <laughs> well, okay, <laughs> let's reword that. I'm yeah, yeah. Say okay, thing. but children, we don't pay with jobs. <laughs> right. Exactly. <Yeah. laughs> what you mean? You don't like the word mainframe? Oh God. But yeah, she's uh, she was so cute, man. And and when I played it back for her, she she does that thing that everyone does when they hear their own voice, where they like want to yeah. crawl inside their own skin. Uh-huh. It's adorable. Yeah. Adorable. Every night I do that. <laughs> yeah, I was having this conversation with somebody. It's like I was talking to this dude because I, I spent the whole last week in Orlando, and um, I was going to Universal every day and Disney. I, I did ride Guardians of the Galaxy, Cosmic Rewind to get another two times, and I finally got Iran, which I've been trying to get forever. So four times, and I made. I finally got the song I wanted once. Nice. Um, but while I was in line for um, for it, I was talking to this dude about the podcast because uh, he noticed my my uh, Doug shirt I was wearing. <laughs> <laughs> and um, dude like knew a lot about movies, and I was like, "Oh, dude, if you ever want to be a guest, like, it's something." He's like, "Oh no, I can't, I can't talk." I'm like, "Yeah, I thought that too at first. Exactly. Just, like the first couple of episodes I recorded, I like cringed. And I did guest spots, and I was like, "Oh, I sound terrible." Then I realized I'm fucking awesome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like my voice is great. Like that's people want to hear me. Yeah, that's the way you got to go into this. You know? Yes. Yeah, so like now, I'm like the exact opposite, where I'm intolerable <laughs> because of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we love you anyway. We do, yeah. man. It's uh, it's interesting to hear you talk about that because when I came into the fold, you were already very confident. So I, you know, I'm curious yeah, my, about a, a less my, confident show. My first couple like guesting spots on other podcasts before I did my own, it it was kind of like I didn't know what to say. I I talked too like fast, but like not in the way I normally talk fast, like in more than a nervous way. Mm-hmm. If you want, I can I can call up the guitar knobs and have them come back on because you know. Oh no, that was like for I was like too confident at that point. 
Oh, okay. I'm talking about like when I did like Let Him Hear with Adam Rohr and like I think maybe my first time on the Tone Jerks. Oh, all right. Okay. Like yeah. I'm talking way, way fucking that's like way pre, back. That's pre me. Like, this is like four years ago, four or five yeah, years ago. That's completely pre me. Um, but th- by the time I did the guitar, I took over the episode. It just became just surprise me. That's true. That's yeah. what I do on every show now. Like if, if you ever ask me to guess in your podcast, I will do it, but you're not going to get your show across. It's going to become my show. That <laughs> and that's exactly what they were looking for, Joe. So that went really well. Because I, I, I you know, it's weird to say this because if you have to say this is not usually true, but I am the fucking alpha. <laughs> was, was this the episode of a thousand collapse? Yes, so much yes, yes. Okay. yes. So yeah. he preempted me by saying, hey, man, if uh, we ever go like this during the episode, that means we're going to cut out something. So like because we don't like, you know, certain curse words, or we don't like certain things. So we'll cut them out. So I literally come on. And the first thing I do um, now, this is the when they were running the presidential election or the, the presidential uh, the run up primaries, to, like, the yeah. primaries. Yeah. And like I said, my name is Joseph O'Rourke. I'm kind of like that guy that I wish would become president just because he has my last name, but probably never will. And then <laughs> I hear, like, we don't talk about politics. I'm like, it was just a fucking joke. I'm like, I don't even know who the guy is. But he's yeah. he's a beto, so he's not an alpha. <laughs> right. Oh, God. Jesus Christ. <laughs> they clapped. I thought it was applause for that episode. I got clapped so much. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Holy shit. Doug, what's new with you, man? What's new with me? Uh, well, like I, I mentioned on another podcast that we do, Eric is on the Cape till Tuesday, so I've had the weekend, which is, is that, cool. Wait, hold on. Is that going for anything? No, Cape Cod. Oh, okay, okay. If you know, you know. You know, everybody knows Cape Cod. Well, you know, it's like, you know, it's like her aunt Flo is coming to town. No, or, <laughs> like, no, no, no. Like, it's on like. the Cape. Like, is that like a New England type of <laughs> metaphor? <laughs> I, I, my favorite though is when they call it Shark Week. They're like, "Oh, Shark Week's here." Oh, jeez. <laughs> my my daughters call it Tom. Tom, <laughs> nice. Tom okay. of the month. Oh, uh. nice, nice. But yeah, she's on the Cape, so me and Dan are hanging out. You know, pretty much that's it, though. You know, got some vi- upcoming granddaughter visits. Hell yeah! A couple of weeks. Looking forward to that. She's getting big. She's nine months old, and uh, she'll be walking pretty soon. So that's cool stuff. That's exciting stuff, man. Definitely. Yeah, that's, that's that's like that's like the best. Like that makes me so happy that you have that in your life now. Oh, yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. I mean, I stare at the phone when the pictures come across. Like, oh, I, yeah. I stare like a mental patient for like an hour, just looking like, at her going. Hey, um, you might perfect. not notice this, but I, like, probably because I don't do it. Like, I don't ever like anything on actual Facebook. Like, ever. I never yeah. will give a post a like unless like it's something ridiculously ridiculously funny and I'll laugh at it. Right. Or it's something that like really touches me. The yep. posts that get it all the time for me, I give a heart to like whenever I see your granddaughter with yes. you because that like just melts me every single time. Thank and I love you. anything Eric puts up. I always like to because yeah, like yeah. his artwork is amazing. You're so so I hope heart. you guys understand. Like if you see me ever like pop up in your notifications, that's actually like a special thing. Like we I don't do that. All yeah, right. that's Damn. cool stuff. I just want to let you know if you see that, think know that I'm really thinking and caring about you because normally I just blast by shit and never give anybody a like <laughs> that's amazing and those pictures of your granddaughter she looks so perfect and it's so almost, cute oh it's, it's almost as if she was designed right you know what i mean like yeah. they just took all the best features <laughs> yeah and all of the best things about you know your kids and and put it into this child and oh they my god almost what validated a, feeling yeah totally man <laughs> totally yeah they may have done that they may have done that segue so, yep 
That said, we're going to do a movie on that very subject tonight. Yeah. We are going to do the 1997 movie Gattaca with uh, Ethan Hawke and Jude Law and Uma Thurman and another cast of thousands of cool people. You forgot the most important one. Who? Tony Shalhoub. Tony Shalhoub is there. He plays the German. And he I fucking love Tony Brian, Brian Underwood is, is, uh, is, is my hero in that. Oh, yeah. Bla- uh, yeah he's Blair, Blair Underwood. Blair Underwood. Blair Underwood. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of, we'll, we'll get to it, but there's a lot of uh, little cameos, little small roles for huge stars, you know, of oh, yeah. yesteryear and current. So, uh, yeah, this movie came out in October of 1997. Um, it's one of my favorites in the sci-fi category. Um, it's... You know, it's one of those, another one of those when it's on, I watch it sort of movies. And I hadn't seen it in quite a while, and it popped up on my radar, I guess, about a month ago. So I watched it again and added it to our list as soon as I got done. And uh, chance came up, so we're doing it today. So uh, this movie is written and directed by Andrew Nichol. Uh, he also wrote The Truman Show and Lord of War. I think I believe he directed yep. Lord of War, too. So All three movies I love. Right. <laughs> Got a good pedigree. The guy knows his stuff, you know. Um, so it's funny. A couple of really quick facts about it. So when the movie was released as part of the marketing campaign, they had advertisements for people to call and have their children genetically engineered, and they received like <laughs> thousands of calls from people wanting to, you know, to to take uh, take part in the service. <laughs> people are stupid. It's just it's hysterical. Um, it was also voted by NASA scientists as the most accurate science fiction film ever. Really? So that's, uh, that's pretty, pretty weighty. Wow. You know? Yeah. And the actual name Gattaca is composed entirely of the letters used to label the nucleotide bases of DNA. I have yep. no idea what that mm-hmm. is, but yep. that's what the letters stand for. Um, so that's, uh, that's a pretty cool scientific play on words. Oh, I got an expert here on that. Why, hello, I'm Mr. DNA. Let me tell you all about the nucleotide strands that form me. Hold on, let me get Miss Minutes in the back of this Riviera real quick. No, 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 no. no. Oh, don't you cricket that. Fuck you, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Eric, see, you, you, you completely instigated him on that. I know. Yeah. By, I'm not playing nice artwork. no more. That Fuck was all fun, you guys. That was yeah. a funny joke too, and the and the funniest part was I spent all week listening to Mr. DNA while I was in the damn Velocicoaster line. Of course, <laughs> of course. Yeah. So, all right. So the movie opens up with a couple of quotes. One is a Bible passage uh, that says, "Consider God's handiwork; who can straighten what He hath made crooked?" Um, which is interesting and very you know apropos for this movie. And the second one is a quote by Willard Galen, who was a psychiatrist and at one point ran this place called the Hastings Center, which is a, um, an institute focused on bioethics, which comes into play big time in this movie as well. Uh, that quote is, I not only think we will tamper with Mother Nature, I think Mother Nature wants us to. <laughs> so, um, yeah, two very appropriate quotes. Um, the credits start to roll, and in the background, we're seeing what, we, what look like very large objects and snow falling in slow motion, hitting the ground with very loud thumps and such. Um, you know, it's at this point we, we see a man grooming himself vigorously. He's inside this shower contraption. Um, he finishes that up, and as soon as he's done basically scrubbing himself down, he gets out and turns it on, and a furnace lights up and burns whatever was left in there. 
Um, and we see him strapping a bag of urine to his arm and then affixing a prosthetic fingerprint filled with blood to his own finger. Um, he then heads to work. Um, I got to tell you, I never saw this movie before. Really? And wow. when I watch it today and I realize that those were giant close-up shots of toenails and skin. Yeah, right. Yeah. Not okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, that's got to be fucking painful to scrub your skin off like that every day. Like, how is it not yeah. bright fucking red? Right. I know. Okay. I know. Yeah. yeah pumice, pumice stone. It's, it's, it's fine. Yeah. Oh, there you go. There you go. And, and you think at some point he would have just shaved his head completely bald? But I guess maybe that, that's you had to have perfect hair in the future, be genetic. But yeah, what if you like just? What if you chose like? People. But what if you chose like you just like the look of a, like being a bald dude? Like some people do that. And some who, who people would do, do that. <laughs> a lot of people would want to be bald. Would want to be bald? No, the Rock is bald. That's why he wants well, to. Be have bald. you ever seen him with hair? <laughs> Because yeah, he doesn't have any. But he well, might. He, 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 did, just... he did. He did back in the day. He did. The absence have... of evidence oh, think... is not the evidence of absence. I think you. I think you all did back in the day. Listen, Joe. All bald yeah, guys I mean... had hair once. What right. are you talking about? Man? Yeah, they, they chose to shave it off, and you haven't seen it since. <laughs> but well, yeah, in this universe, but, that's, but that's, that's the that's the thing, right? It's everyone's perfect, so mm-hmm. yeah. there wouldn't be there wouldn't be any hair follicle loss or anything like that. Oh, except, I love... except for the the knot. Yeah, oh, I'd love yes. to see them tell Patrick Stewart he's not perfect. <laughs> <laughs> or Michael Jordan. Um, all right, I'm to- I totally lost where the fuck I am. <laughs> scrubbing, a, scrubbing. scrubbing about, yeah, he's scrubbing yeah. things up. All right, so I don't know why he spent so much extra time scrubbing his dick either. There you go. How do you, well, you know, everybody does. Well, I guess uh, it is genetically very large. Yeah, luckily they. Yeah, that's true. We'll get to that. that yeah, we'll get, really to that. Yeah, we'll get to I that. I wish my parents checked that box. Yep. There you go. <laughs> Um, yeah, and the funny thing is that, that box wasn't even checked for Vincent. <laughs> Just that. Yeah, that was pure luck of the draw, man. Yeah, that's that was, what happens when you do Detroit style. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so he arrives at work, and we see a very, a very sterile-looking building. Uh, it's called Gattaca. You hear it sort of in a public address announcement as uh, this gentleman's walking into work with all the other employees. They're all dressed in business attire, but it's very... All very muted colors. No one's talking. It's like very, again, very sterile in, in the architecture and in the way people are acting. It's, it's, it's kind of weird. Um, so everyone, in order to gain entry, is required to scan their finger at this scanner. Uh, we, we find out that it's, it's a blood draw. It's a real, like, sip, you know, quick blood tap uh, that scans your DNA. And hence why we saw him putting on that prosthetic uh, fingerprint with the blood in it earlier uh up on the screen we see uh the text the not uh too distant future so and it's cool this movie is cool in that it's it's very retro futuristic yeah you know it it, it's well it's sort of like some of the it's like the matrix in a way you know what i mean it's like futuristic but they they rely heavily on that that oldie that old time you know tech Stuff. It, well, it very much does the Star Trek thing, which is accurately predict future technology in an <laughs> eerie way. Yes. Like, like even that finger scanner, I was like, oh, that's how you get into Disney World now. Like no, if, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that and The Simpsons. It's, yep. <laughs> it mirrors those two, uh, those two uh, shows. Um, all right. So we see the man. Uh, he's now sitting down at his workstation entering some data. Uh, when he's finished, he grabs this little tiny micro vacuum and starts to vacuum up his keyboard. And again, at this point, we really don't quite understand why all this is happening. Uh, he starts to vacuum up his keyboard, and uh, 
We're going to roll a clip. Uh, just be aware that there's like 15 clips. But, yeah. you know, it, it is a lot. But I, I, you know, I went a little hog wild. That's, us- that's more than I usually do. But there's a lot of there's not. It's funny. There's a lot of scenes with not a lot of dialogue. But when there is dialogue, it's really important. And I didn't want to butcher it trying to translate everything. So, all right. So hit the first clip, Joe. You keep your workstation so clean, Jerome. It's next to godliness. Isn't that what they say? Godliness. I reviewed your flight plan. Not one error in a million keystrokes. Phenomenal. It's right that someone like you is taking us to Titan. Has the committee approved the mission? There's been talk of delay. You shouldn't listen to talk. You leave in a week. You've got a substance test. it over i lost track yep, that's it <laughs> also i will tell you every single clip starts with footsteps in this movie i know isn't it crazy <laughs> like this it's movie like, is yeah. like if you have an asmr footstep fetish this is the movie <laughs> for you <laughs> yeah all right so we uh we meet our main uh protagonist uh jerome morrow uh played by ethan hawk um obviously 1997 so young ethan hawk um he's a handsome devil that one i'll tell you that um, and he is talking in this clip to uh, the, one of the flight directors, uh, Joseph, director Joseph. Uh, he's played by Gore Vidal, who's like a prolific yeah. novelist and TV writer and movie writer. The guy, his, his resume is like crazy, crazy good. So, um, so, yeah, that was their conversation about an upcoming flight to uh, Titan, a moon, the 11th moon of Saturn. So... Um, after that conversation is done, we now see Jerome open up a little vial and he sprinkles a small amount of stuff in the vial onto his keyboard. And then he adds a couple of, uh, couple of hairs uh, into the comb that he has in his drawer at his desk. So it's obvious that, you know, there's some kind of, you know, DNA stuff going on here. He needs to plant something. Um, so... Uh, he then, at the end of that clip, you heard the director remind him that he has a substance test. So he heads over to that test where we meet Dr. Lamar, played by Xander Berkeley, um, one of my favorite character actors, because he can play the shittiest shit guy, villain, or just corporate bad guy, and then a really cool, like, good guy, you know, yeah. like at the snap of a finger. Really dig him. So um, this is where we... We sort of mentioned this a couple of minutes ago. This is where first Dr. Lamar comments on uh, Jerome's ability to piss on command. <laughs> um, and uh, then, then he, he comments about uh, Jerome's perfect specimen. Um, and, yeah. you know, his whole thing was, I've seen, I, I see a lot in my profession, and you, yours is outstanding or something like that. Yeah, you, got um, a, you got a good dick, Jerome. Like, yes. you know, <laughs> it's a weird comment to make. It know? is. It From is. one man to another, yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know. I mean, maybe not. Like, if, fine, fine specimen you got there, Doug. You look pretty good. Yeah, good right. Job. I mean, yeah. in, in a world, though, where, like, everything is designed, I mean, maybe that's just, like, the way it is. He's like, oh, yeah, you got a great no, dick. that's true. You're right. <laughs> yeah, because if you're in Gattaca, you're expected to be, you know, perfect. And, uh, yeah, it just goes, it's par for the course. 
uh, it's like having so, a symmetrical face. You know what I mean? It's like, oh yeah, you notice yeah. things like that. That's, exactly. There's no bend to it or anything. It's just fucking. It's a, it lays nice. Exactly. <laughs> yep. I'm sorry. There's no bend to it. It doesn't dress left or right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It just sort of floats. How's it hanging middle. straight? What do you mean? Yeah, yeah, right, right that, down that, the zipper that's, line, that's baby. That statement, is, that statement has gone forever. How's it hanging? Because it's like, well, <laughs> we, should, we should all know because yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't to, go one side of the of the other. I guess there's no eight. There's no ED, I suppose, either, right? No, definitely no, not. No. But they have f- to tailor pants different because if it hung straight, that'd be fucking uncomfortable. <laughs> That's true. You got to take like that in the that, current garment. You yeah, know? No. you're gonna take the, the whole thing down a little bit. Yeah, exactly. cut you, cut you right in the middle. And, and, and MC you know, hammer pants. If you're right-handed, you generally dress left and vice versa. Oh, yeah. is that true? Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah I guess that, that, that tracks. Okay. Uh, yeah. <sighs> All right. <laughs> Uh, so Lamar then asked Jerome if he's ever told him about his son and Jerome says no he hadn't Uh, and Lamar says alright well I'll save it for another time and uh, now we're going to roll another clip footsteps congratulations Jerome Thank you. How many launches are there in a day? A dozen? Sometimes more. You're the only one who watches every one of them. If you're going to pretend like you don't care, don't look up. The most unremarkable of events. Jerome Morrow, Navigator First Class, is about to embark on a one-year manned mission to Titan, the 14th moon of Saturn. A highly prestigious assignment, although for Jerome, selection was virtually guaranteed at birth. He's blessed with all the gifts required for such an undertaking, a genetic quotient second to none. No, there is truly nothing remarkable about the progress of Jerome Morrow. Except that I am not Jerome Morrow. Dun, dun, dun. Right. <laughs> and the Did twist you... is revealed. So yeah, yeah, I was I was all in. Once once they did that, I was like, okay, this is like a long Twilight Zone episode. I, I really like this so far. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it's it is a, it's an excellent twist. Right at the start. Um and You'll, you might notice that throughout my reading of my notes, I'm going to jump back and forth between Jerome and Vincent, like, for no rhyme or reason. I try to do it when he's basically that character, but it just, you know, it, it bounces back and forth. It's hard to keep track. It's yeah, this, cool. this was like when we did Tropic Thunder and I had to, like, name this person playing this person. Cause yes. Because like, there's too many. Yeah. Exactly. No, you're right, Joe. Yep. Uh, so Jerome, he narrates a lot of this. So Jerome Vincent, all right, he narrates a lot of this for us, uh, which uh, helps move the story. Sometimes in narration, you can tell it was put there because the movie's fallen flat and the director said, oh, we got to have a narrator. But this one, it, it, it's built in and it works really well. Um, so he explains that he was conceived in the Riviera, um, but he goes on to point out the uh, Detroit variety, as in the Buick Riviera. Which, which I had a Riviera. <laughs> that was an awesome car. Yes. Um, and there might have been some Riviera Sal in it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yep. 
so, yeah, he mentions about the fact that uh, people used to say that a child conceived in love has a greater chance of happiness, but they don't say that anymore. And we'll go more, you know, the story will go through that in more detail as, as we move on. Um, so uh, we cut to a scene of uh, Vincent's mother um, on the table giving birth to Vincent. Um, really cool note. This was Maya Rudolph's first movie. She's the delivery nurse, but you never see her face. <laughs> oh. oh, I was going to say, I didn't see her in this movie. Yeah, I didn't either. I saw her in the cast list, but her back is to the camera. Um, oh, okay, that makes yeah. sense. I, I saw her too. I was like, wait a minute, where was she? Like, yeah. who? Okay, so her, okay, yep. that makes sense now. And uh, late, later in the film, Ken Marino is in it too, but you don't really see him. Huh. Well, it's like he's one of the, te one of the technicians. Like, okay. And, but you don't, and again, I saw him in the cast list. I, I went, even went back and looked and I couldn't find him. Yeah. Uh, oh, wow. So it's it's a it's a strange movie that, like I said earlier, has a lot of like great actors that have small roles, and then young actors that like this might have been their first you know first chance. Uh, so she gives birth to Vincent, and um, we are living now in a society that can tell at the moment of birth with a quick genetic test um, the most likely cause and time of death uh, for that person who was just born. Um, the nurse who does the test on Vincent uh, reads from a, a piece of paper that has a list of maladies, um, the worst of which is a heart defect that will most likely result in his death by age 30. Um, his father, Antonio, is devastated, and I think he's more disappointed <laughs> than yeah. devastated uh, that, you know, he's got to deal with this with his son. It's not so much worried about his son, but the fact that he, he now doesn't have, you know, uh, that Sonny can put on a pedestal. Um, originally, I planned on naming the boy Anton uh, after Antonio, after the dad, but uh, Antonio put the kibosh on that. That's so fucked up. Right? So, Wasn't it, though? Yeah, like I said, uh, this hold guy. Up, hold up, hold up. Yeah, no, yeah. no. We're, we're going to go with, uh, yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah. <clears throat> and immediately, you know? too. Immediately. Like, yeah. Anton. Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. I'm saving that one. Yeah, not only does he do that, he names him Vincent Anton. With the full fucking knowledge, he's going to name his next boy Anton. So yeah. Vincent's middle name is now his younger brother's first name. That's yeah. weird. The guy's a shit. I mean, he's I, a shit. I almost feel like this movie would work amazing, like, as a Japanese cast, because, like, the shame there is, like, real. Like, you know. Yes. Like, this would work like, really well as, like, an all-Japanese mm. casted movie. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get that. Yep. Maybe even with subtitles. Like, like if it was in Japanese, too, I'd fucking love that. Like, yeah. I'd be all about that. All right. Yeah. Dishonor the family. Because yeah. there's yeah, gotcha, culturally gotcha. there's a lot of pressure. Sepical. Yeah, I see that. <laughs> yep. uh, so as Vincent starts, as Vincent grows, he's still a, a young boy. Um, he's treated like damaged goods by both his family and everyone around him. Uh, at one point, we see um, his parents trying to get him into what looks like a friggin' preschool <laughs> that he's denied uh, because the insurance won't cover cover it because of his you know genetic predispositions. Um, so we now, his parents now go to visit, uh, you know, the geneticist who will assist them in creating their second child. So Joe, roll another clip. ...of their day, they were determined that their next child would be brought into the world in what has become the natural way. Your extracted eggs, uh, Marie have been fertilized with Antonio's sperm. 
After screening, we are left, as you see, with two healthy boys and two very healthy girls. Naturally, no critical predispositions to any of the major inheritable diseases. All that remains is to select the most compatible candidate. First, we, we may as well decide on gender. Have you given it any thought? Uh, we would want Vincent to have a brother, you know, um, to play with. Of course you would. Hello, Vincent. You have specified hazel eyes, dark hair, and uh, fair skin. I have taken the liberty of eradicating any potentially prejudicial conditions, uh, premature baldness, myopia, alcoholism and addictive susceptibility, uh, propensity for violence, obesity, etc. We didn't want, I mean, diseases, yes, but... Uh... Right, we were just wondering if, if it's good to just leave a few things to, to chance. You want to give your child the best possible start. Believe me, we have enough imperfection built in already. Your child doesn't need any additional burdens. And keep in mind, this child is still you. Simply the best of you. You could conceive naturally a thousand times and never get such a result. Hmm. I was watching Blair, that scene Blair. and... Oh, God, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I, I was just... The way he delivers a line when he's going through, like, you specified hazel eyes and... Light Dark skin, hair. yeah, fair, fair skin. skin. Yeah, yeah he's I, like, yeah, his. That's why I said yeah. Blair Underwood just killed. Yeah, he did. did <laughs> Those yeah. few, like thirty seconds, and he just oh, yeah. oh, like he's like that's so what you see. Uh, 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 dark hair, brown eyes, and uh, fair skin. Like yeah. he just kind of <laughs> smiles in, right. into the words. Like oh god, I, I love it. No, no, let me tell you right here. If you check this box for big ass dick, it might be a, it's an upcharge, but it's so worth it because. One day, some creepy doctor will comment as he watches him piss. You know, there's actually a deleted scene where uh, there's more of, of uh, Blair Underwood, um, uh -huh. uh, you know, kind of giving them some options. And he actually says, if you, if you want, we can make him, like, really good at math or really good with uh, music or something like that, but it'll cost him extra. Oh, he shit. Was trying, he was trying to upsell them. Oh, that's on, cool. On additional okay. features. And this it was like $5,000 to, to, to upsell. Yeah. Yeah. This just furthers my, my wanting to see a Japanese version of this because both math and music are like subjects that are really wow, pushed Joe. in school. Hold yeah. on. Those, those subjects are pushed in school. And if you look at virtuoso musicians, they're always Japanese. Okay. Like little kid virtuosos are Japanese. All right. Well, the, the other thing in that scene that I love was that. Uh, the mother asks, he says, okay, well, we'll, we'll choose the boy. And because they had four embryos, yeah. and she says, well, what's going to happen to the others? Oh, oh. Yeah. <clears throat> and, she, and, and the doctor's like, they're, you know, these are not children. They're just eggs. And he said, they're smaller than a grain of sand. And he shows them this little like Petri dish kind of thing. And he's showing it now the the digital, the deleted scene was the quality was, was kind of poor, but that's, yeah. I guess it's just, right. like, you know, wasn't touched up. So I, I couldn't tell. It, it didn't look like, it looked like an empty <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Insert yeah. prop but, here. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. But it was, yeah. it was, and maybe they would have green screened it or something. Yeah, put it in digital yep. later. But anyway, it was just interesting just for her to, to say, what about the others? And it's like, no, no, no. Oh, these are, man. These are, I kind of love that, man. Like, you know, yeah. if you check, if you check this box for an extra 25 hundo. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, you know, it's easy when there's only four eggs, but I hate to be the guy who has to search through the 7 million sperm. <laughs> <laughs> He has a relationship with every one of them, Joe. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, so, yeah. So, it's at this point we meet Vincent's brother, as we said, named Anton. Um, I think the comment is a son worthy of his father's name. Um, 
And by age eight, Anton is already taller than 10-year-old Vincent. Um, so we can, we can already see uh, the benefits of this genetic selection. Um, so at one point, they're on vacation at the beach, and uh, Vincent wants to do a, you know, that, that usual little kid blood brother pack thing with Anton, um, who kind of wusses out really quick and refuses to do it. Um, they run into the water to play their favorite game of chicken, and uh, Vincent describes this, and he, he tells us that they would swim out as far as they could until one would get scared and quit. Um, of course, given the way things are, Anton would always win. Um, and he had zero problem being a prick about it, too. Yeah. This, this, he's, this, he's a little shit, this kid. Yeah. Um, you know? Well, you know how superior people are always rubbing it in your face. What do you mean? I no mean, one's superior to me, I so wouldn't, no, I don't. You know, like the people who think they're, well, the people who, like, have the superiority complex are always right. rubbing it. Of course. Of course. Uh, so, yeah, because, you know, they feel it's earned anyway. Yeah. Um, also, um, that's not what chicken is. <laughs> like... The person who actually played chicken is Jerome. Oh no 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 yeah eventually yes yeah exactly. well that that's what, like swimming in the ocean isn't chicken it's just well it's no 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 but swimming out as far as you can before you have to turn knowing you have to turn back eventually is the chicken part because it makes <sighs> you a chicken you know not, they, it's not like they go to a set point and just turn around and come back they swim can, as far can as we they just go call it, can we call until, it tuna well, tuna well, let's call it chicken because yeah. that's what tuna it is tuna is chicken of the sea <laughs> oh my mm -hmm. god. A Jessica Simpson reference. Wow. I never yeah, right? thought this day would come. Is that, it's actually on the can of, of, of tuna that says that. It does say it. It does say chicken it of the does. sea. It says chicken of yeah. the sea. Yeah. All right. So now we find the boys in a large empty parking lot. Um, and they are creating, mostly Vincent, creating a, a scale version of the solar system. It's really cool. They're counting off is, yeah, I love hundreds this. of thousands of miles by, by footsteps. Um, they're using various balls and objects and chalk to, to you know, indicate the planets. Uh, so Vincent narrates, telling us he's always dreamt of going into space. Um, they arrive, finally arrive at Pluto. And, you know, once again, Anton taunts Vincent with his superiority, saying, yeah, he could go into space if he wanted to, knowing that it's just going to hurt his brother. I mean, that's, that was the goal of that comment. It's, it's very annoying, to say the least. Yeah. Um, so uh, we now cut to the boys as teenagers. They're eating dinner at home with mom and dad. Um, Vincent is reading a book on space. And I just want to quickly note that the actor playing teenage Vincent, his name is Chad Christ, C-H-R-I-S-T. I have no idea if I'm related to him. And he stopped acting in 2001. But that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so uh, both mom and dad are reminding Vincent that his dreams of space are not going to happen. Um, mom's, his mom is doing this to be protective, the way I see it, while his dad's, again, just being a dick. Um, you know, because his comment to Vincent is the only way you're going to see the inside of a spaceship is if you're cleaning it. I mean, God damn. what father says that to his kid? Holy Jeez. shit. You yeah, know? That, was, that was rough stuff, man. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, uh, and, and at this point in Vincent's life, he is inclined to believe this. Um, as we see in the next scene where he heads to an in a job interview and um, is shot down before he even gets an opportunity to interview with, with the recruiter. Um, he's narrating at this point too, just describing the whole process about, uh, you know, because the, he, they already know his genetic predisposition. Uh, so he explains that all company, that companies use all sorts of nefarious ways to check, you know, DNA, even though 
it's illegal and, and discriminatory. Um, you know, they can get it from a door handle, from a handshake, from a glass, again, even from the, you know, the, the drug test, the urine test. So, um, you know, he's, he, he realizes that he's screwed. You know, this is never going to happen. So um, we are now going to roll another clip. Now, hold on. Yeah. You skipped one. Did you want the chicken one or do you want the becoming the drone one? Everything no, no, else the is possible? chicken one. Chicken, okay. everything is possible is the next one. Okay, cool. Yeah. You sure you want to do this? You know you're going to lose. It was the last time we swam together, out into the open sea. Like always, knowing each stroke to the horizon was one we'd have to make back to the shore. But something was very different about that day. Every time Anton tried to pull away, he found me right beside him. Until finally, the impossible happened. Vincent! Vincent! the one moment in our lives that my brother was not as strong as he believed and I was not as weak. It was the moment that made everything else possible. And I, I have to mention that this is another one of those movies where the score is another character. Oh God! The score Michael is Myers beautiful score, in this movie. It, it really is. Amazing. It, yeah. it just lends so much to the emotion of these scenes. And um, yeah, I absolutely love it. Absolutely love it. Uh, so yeah, so they played chicken again, and Vincent won this one. Um, and it well shocked the shit out of both of them. Um, you know, and uh, you know, as Vincent described at the end, is it Anton knew. He wasn't as strong as he thought, and Vincent knew he wasn't as weak as he thought, finally. Um, this is the catalyst for Vincent's next move. Um, he realizes it's time to leave home. So he actually tears his, his likeness out of a family portrait. Um, you know, he's got his bags packed, and he heads out. And he does this right in front of a speechless Anton, who watches him leave but doesn't say anything. Kind of wants him to, probably. Um, so we now see uh, fully grown Vincent, uh, Ethan Hawke. Uh, he's bouncing from job to job, and his current gig is on the cleaning crew at Gattaca, which he probably arranged that. He knows that's going to get him as close as he might ever get to his goal. So um, they all get up off the, the little cart there to, to start cleaning, and Vincent, but Vincent can't help but look up and watch you know, another launch uh, of, of a rocket. Um, you know, and this is much to uh, the chagrin of his supervisor, Caesar, uh, played by Ernest Borgnine. I can't ever say enough about that dude. He's probably top ten for me. Like, yeah. He's such he's a fantastic. powerhouse. Um, Oscar winner. 
Um, the do range. We ever, yeah. I was saying, do we ever find out where these shuttles are doing? They're going. No. They're going to different. No, they, they, there's nothing specific about it. But obviously, we know that that you know Vincent's going to um, to Titan. But they're probably going to the moon, to Mars. You know, at this point, we've conquered space travel at least within a solar system. Yeah, so, I was just curious if like yeah. there was some reason they were going there. Like, what was the what, yeah. what they were doing? Like, what was they, the purpose? They could be there. Could be supply missions for future manned missions, or you, you know, they've got the ability to hit all these places up. So I, I think that's what it is. And th as Eric pointed out earlier, with this doing a lot of friggin' predicting of the future. I mean, this is this is uh, friggin' Elon Musk's yeah game yeah. Now. And I like that. I like that it's vague too, because what this movie has already done really well is it's using the sci-fi stuff as a backdrop for like a really human story. Yes. So the focus yeah. is not so much on the on the bells and whistles and stuff. It's more just like this is the world we live in, but here's a story we want to tell. Right. Yeah. Yep. I heard the um, yeah. the working title for this movie was Adolf Musk. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's real life. That's no working yeah, title. Yeah, yeah. It was. Yeah. Space, um, it was called Space Spicy X. Nice. <laughs> wow. Actually, the working title was actually The Eighth Day. Was it really? In, in oh, reference okay. to the creation of the Earth in six and God resting on the seventh and this wow. is man taking over in the eighth day. Well, there, there, there was a deleted scene with uh, Gore Vidal's character uh, and he's like kind of given like a, a briefing or a presentation or whatever. And he was saying this is an important mission. Uh, I'm trying to remember exactly, but something to the effect of whatever they found on Titan was supposed to, um, you know, just like some kind of discovery mission that would help to advance mankind and stuff like that. But uh. he, he didn't he didn't carry the scene all the way through because Uma Thurman's character comes in and uh, interrupts him and says the the cops want to do testing, so he had to stop the the scene and that was pretty okay. much the end of it. But yeah, interesting. All right, cool. That's very cool. Uh, so, so yeah, and it's funny, I, you can almost see instantly that Caesar, you know, he, he's annoyed, he's annoyed at Vincent, but he almost, you know, he almost fathers the kid, you know, like he, he, he doesn't yell at him, you know, he, he tries again, that fatherly stern approach to get him to start moving, you know, he grabs him because you want to, you want to, you want to go to space here, clean this space, you know, and he puts him in front of a mirror or something, <laughs> to clean up. it's funny, you know, um, so again, Vincent narrates at this point that uh, he's never felt more far away from his goal than when he's standing right beside it. So, mm. you know, he's still he's still got that blanket on him, so to speak, uh, that's that's keeping him from reaching his potential. Um, so we get we jump to another quick scene of him cleaning. He's cleaning some glass, and you know, Caesar comments, "When you clean that glass, don't clean it too well." And Vincent asks why, and Caesar's response is, "You might get ideas." Um, but then Vincent comes right back at him. He's like, but if the glass is clean, it'll be easier for you to see me on the other side. And, you know, Ernest Borgnine he just goes, ha! <laughs> it's such a great response. It's such a great Ernest Borgnine response. He's one of my favorite characters in this movie. Yeah, yeah oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, because, again, you give Ernest Borgnine anything to do, he's going to steal the movie. Yeah. It could be one line. Because that's how, that's how impactful and how dynamic he is. I mean, the guy, the guy's amazing. Oh, and, and young, goofy Ethan Hawke with the glasses on right. when he's at this stage is proof that Superman works because... You're right. <laughs> You're absolutely right. Like, that, yeah. you, you mentioned earlier, he's a handsome motherfucker. Yeah. And he's looking very dapper later on in this movie. But early yeah. on, I was like, oh, my God, is that him? Or did they find, like, some goofus who kind of looks like him? Yeah. 
No, you're absolutely right. He he played that. He played that to a T. It was, he was good. Yeah, Mess, um, messy hair, glasses, right? Uh, clothes like, that were kind of loose fitting, loose, and, yeah, and hunched versus, over a little bit, right? Versus the tailored, the tailored yeah. look he had, and the coiffed. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's a good, very good. Point. Yeah, you know what? It's funny with me. It doesn't matter what the outfit is. It could be tailored to. I, I it could be a thousand dollar suit. I look like a schlub. No oh, stuff. Uh, <laughs> I just you clean no, up good, Doug. You clean there's up good. people. There's people that don't wear suits well, and I'm one of them. I'm just saying. It's not. I, I don't. I don't feel bad. You just. You know. But. It's because so it's somebody, somebody call Oprah and get Doug a makeover. I'm sure. There you go. I'm sure, she can hook you up. <laughs> no, I think the main reason is this: the lack of this. I have no neck. Like I have a head that sits on shoulders, and it just ruins the look. But anyway, um, so it, it, Vincent's cleaning again. And he walks over to the finger scanner, uh, not really knowing what it is. He's seen, you know, the workers putting their fingers on it. He pops his finger down and it jabs him. It kind of scares him for a quick second. Um, I can vouch for the fact that that just sucks. <laughs> And, uh, you know, he is quickly reminded that he, who, of who he is because the, the scanner just starts beeping, you know, letting him know that he, he doesn't belong there. Um, we're now back at home and Vincent's doing some sit-ups, you know, suspended sit-ups uh, in his door frame reading his space book. Um, his heart acts up at this point again and he drops to the floor because uh, his body's telling him that he can't do it. So we are now going to find out how the decision is made and how he becomes uh, Jerome. So play a clip, Joe. Thank you. For all my brave talk, I knew it was just that. No matter how much I trained or how much I studied, the best test score in the world wasn't going to matter unless I had the blood test to go with it. I made up my mind to resort to more extreme measures. The man who showed up at my doorstep didn't exactly advertise in the yellow pages. Stand straight. How did you hear about me? People. Any distinguishing marks? Tattoos, scars, birthmarks? Uh, I don't think so. Serious about this? I hope you're not wasting my time. No, I, I, I give a hundred percent. That'll get you halfway there. That, that's an old addition, but I know it all by heart. By heart, huh? You realize the commitment is binding. You have somebody in mind. For the genetically superior, success is easier to attain, but it is by no means guaranteed. After all, there is no gene for fate. And when, for one reason or another, a member of the elite falls on hard times, their genetic identity becomes a valued commodity for the unscrupulous. One man's loss is another man's gain. His credentials are impeccable. An expiration date you wouldn't believe. The guy's practically gonna live forever. He's got an IQ off the register. Better than 2020 in both eyes. In the heart of an ox. 
could run through a wall. If he could still run. Actually, he was a big time swimming star. Vincent, you could go anywhere with this guy's helix tucked under your arm. What did I tell you? You look so right together, I want to double my fee. We don't look anything alike. It's close enough. When was the last time anybody looked at a photograph? You could have my face on your name tag, for Christ's sake. Well, how do I explain the accident? That's the beautiful thing. It happened out of the country. There's no record he ever broke his back. As far as anyone's concerned, he's still a walking, talking, fully productive member of society. You just have to get him clean and fill in the last year of his life. You're a foreigner. They don't care where you were born, just how. Blood has no nationality. As long as it's got what they're looking for, it's the only passport you need. Who lives up there? Well, I certainly don't. So began the process of becoming Jerome. Yeah, so we, uh, we meet the actual Jerome Morrow. Uh, played by Jude Law. Yep. It's his, uh, this is his first, like, wide-release movie. Oh, like, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he, had, he had done that. some British television and, and series and stuff, but this is his first movie, you know, internationally released movie, so uh, we didn't really know, you know, who he was until this movie. Uh, there, there was one thing I, I meant to, um, I wrote down uh, when I was watching it that um, was when we first see uh, Vincent in the you know, his um, uh, janitor attire. And yeah. you know, he's talking about genetics and everything else. And he said that uh, we have discrimination down to a science. Mm. Yeah. Like it's, it's not about race or anything. It's just, it's literally, we've, we've mastered discrimination and now it's literally down and it's at a cellular level, which is just like, right. yep. that's, that's crazy to think of me, you know, that, yeah. but at, at the same time, I don't know, it's, I, I, I think about that and I think, wouldn't that um, I, I'm not saying it, I feel like it's a better it sounds morbid it's a better alternative I guess because <laughs> at least if and of course I'm speaking as a black guy but it would at least if I know somebody doesn't like me because I'm I'm an invalid right it's like okay but if I'm a valid it doesn't matter right because I'm just I'm at least so at least then you kind of know where you stand I suppose yeah, yeah. no I get what you're saying it's just an easier a method because you can look like anybody or, or be like anybody, but as long as you have the blood, like you said, and that's all that matters, yeah. then that's all that matters. And nothing else does, whether you're, uh, I guess, I guess there's no such thing as too short or too tall or anything. Everyone's kind of genetically modified, I guess, to be the same height right. or, or roughly, you know, but yeah, you get, you get rid of some of that stuff. And now it's just a matter of if you're on this side or the other side and it's not about race anymore, it's, it's down to a genetic level, but it's, so it's, it's still, still discrimination, but um, yeah. at least it's not, it's, it's a different type. Yep. Well, it also feels super plausible. You know what I mean? Yep. I feel discriminated oh, against absolutely. now because I have no hair. Like, I feel <laughs> very attacked in this movie. Yeah, alopecia. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. G.I. Jane. I, 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 <laughs> you, can't, you can't hit me from Keep here. Keep my wife's Trump's name <laughs> out of your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> you can't get me from here. That's true. I'm, I'm, I'm safe, Joe. That's true. <laughs> Unless you got a slap button or something over there. Oh, I'm sure we can come up with something. <laughs> Fuck but, you, Doug! <laughs> well, yeah, I guess that's attack close. me. Thank that's you. That's the closest I got. Attack me. Well, you got here. 
<laughs> I do. You got good hair too. I have good no, hair. it's true. It's it seems super plausible, and and like you know, obviously it's it's good sci-fi. So everything's an allegory for something, um, you know, whether it's racism or social class or 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 whatever. But yeah, it's it's a weird like thought experiment to you know think it all the way through and and think about society getting to a point where you know you're already hated for stuff that's outside of your control. Imagine if you took that like five steps further. And it was yeah. just like, oh shit! Like I don't have a, sh- I don't have a chance. I just show up to a place and they, you know, steal one of my eyelashes, and they're like, "Fuck you, buddy!" Like, right? <laughs> well, I mean, there was, uh, you know, I think in the early 1900s there was a little movement called eugenics that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you yeah, know, before the technology was available, they were already thinking about this shit. Uh, yeah. yeah, for yeah, yeah. very nefarious reasons. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, it's it's nuts. Um, so yeah, so we, again, we meet we meet the real Jerome Morrow. Um, it's interesting how um, the doctor and Vincent, are, or mainly the doctor, is talking about Jerome like he's not even there. You know, he is a commodity. That's all he is to the doctor. And at this point, even to even to Vincent, like you know, the connection. There's no human connection has been made. So they're talking about him like he's not even there. It's like it's kind of weird. Um, so after the meeting, uh, you know, Vincent comes to find there's a lot of work to be done. Um, they've got, uh, they fit him for contacts because surgery will, is a dead giveaway for the scars. Um, they do some dental work on him. Um, but worst of all, he's reminded that he's two inches shorter than Jerome. Um, and that's a great line. How tall are you? Four foot six. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. Before the accident, six one. And uh, even with lifts, that won't help Vincent. Uh, so he actually has to go through surgery to add two inches to his legs. Um, so, um, and I think after that happens, his comment is Jerome never doubted me again. Um, which kind of makes sense. And it had had that sort of a movie, like comedy movie trope, you know, kind of like, yeah, you'll never get me to do that. And then the next scene is them doing it. Exactly. No way. No, you'll never in a million years. What I, and then boom, you click the next, that was probably the, the only sort of, uh, again, like I said, just a trope. When I was yeah, predict- all the predictable. For, yeah, predictable. Yeah, or like some kind of levity or comic relief to some extent. It's like next thing you see is the you know, hear the buzz saw or whatever little saw thing was. And yes. It's yeah. Like, I am not doing that. Yeah, yeah. It's the yeah. SpongeBob SquarePants, you know, French. Uh, <laughs> several moments later. Kind exactly. Of <laughs> Two hours later. <laughs> All right, so we're going to run another clip, and then we'll take our first break. Uh, so, yeah, roll it, Joe. You had to be a right-hander, huh? I guess no one orders southpaws anymore. <laughs> Jerome Morrow. It's a nice name. It's my name. I can't be you without it. What makes you think you can be me at all? this look at it it's nice I'm impressed is it real are you colorblind too Vincent it's silver so Jerome Morrow was never meant to be one step down on the podium with all I had going for me I was still second best me So how do you expect to pull this off? 
I don't know exactly. Your signature needs work. It soon came time to put our preparations to the test. Jerome had been engineered with everything he needed to get into Gattaca, except the desire to do so. You really want to be in there? I don't want to be in there. I want to be up there. What's up there? That's what I want to find out, Jerome. Call me Eugene. My middle name. If you're going to be Jerome, you better start getting used to it. So that's a great place to stop, uh, and uh, please join us when we come back. Thanks. Hey guys, we've got to that point in the show where we need to start depending on listeners like you to help keep this thing going. What are we, fucking PBS? Oh yeah, you know it. I'm LeVar Burton. I wanted to be LeVar. Fuck. All right. I caught it first. Yeah, I'm hosting we- Jeopardy. <laughs> <laughs> are you though listen guys we we need your help uh to help keep the lights on as they say uh we are launching our patreon for masters of the cinematic universe yes yes and we have uh different tiers that you can sign up for and pledge to just like pbs um you get some different real cool gifts and prizes and merch uh depending on the tier that you sign up for oh we got all the tiers oh yeah you Back- can either be a friend it, of the show, a oh. friend with benefits. Ooh. We just we could start to get serious, or you could just put a ring on it already. Yeah. Ooh, damn. And if you uh, if you exceed that amount, uh, you know we'll send you some not safe for work picks if, if you want. <laughs> it's not safe for your eyes picks in my case, but not safe for anything right. picks. Yeah. But yeah, guys, check out uh, Patreon.com/slash/MOTCU. Uh, take a look at well, all the different tiers that we're offering. Lots of cool uh, swag coming your way from stickers to t-shirts to getting to pick the film that we uh, talk about. Yeah. The yeah. tiers started at a dollar. A dollar a month. Come on, what? folks. That's it? Yep. One buck to get in on that on that number one tier. And all with right. that, you even get the live chat with us anytime you want, as well as a shout out on every episode. Right. So, come on, that's less than a cup of coffee a month. Jesus, what a steal. Yeah, guys, right? check it out. Again, patreon.com slash M-O-T-C-U. And then, enjoy this week's movie.